Hello everyone and welcome to the European Green Party podcast series. We are today with Marco Affronte. Marco, you are the first Italian member of the European Parliament to join the Green Zefa group in the course of this legislature. What are your priorities until the end of this mandate? Yes, thank you. Well, um, in all my life, in all my professional life, I always worked uh, on the environment and especially on the, prote- the protection and the safeguard of the, the sea and in the ocean. Uh, I am a former marine biologist, uh, so that's why uh, specifically I'm, I'm here. So my priority is the protection, of course, of the, of the environment and specifically of the sea. And also I work a lot on the climate change. It's a very... Uh, specific and important matter that I think is uh, comprehends many other uh, items in them. So your priorities basically haven't changed since you change groups in the parliament, basically, no, no, it's the no. same. Not at all, also because of my past and also because I think that uh, a lot of my, I can say, voters <laughs> give the, the, the preference to me because of my experience, my competence in that specific uh, field of interest. And as we were coming here, we just learned that your uh, Mediterranean paper has been approved today. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, it has been approved in the Fishery Committee. And uh, I think it's, it's very important because uh, in, in the Mediterranean we have a very bad and worrying situation about the, st- the fishery stocks, but also in general about the environment of the Mediterranean. And uh, in the last... Uh, one year and a half, the European Commission started finally to, to, to give some attention to the Mediterranean. Uh, il, they launched a program called uh, uh, Medfish Forever. But I think it's important also to have the position of the Parliament about the, the situation of the Mediterranean. So I proposed to the Fishery Committee to prepare an uh, uh, initiative report about the Mediterranean. So I prepared, I worked with other colleagues, and today we, we voted the report, and we have a, a very large majority, I think something like 19 in favor and one against. And in, in May, we are going to vote it in the plenary. And concretely, what is it going to yes, change? Yes, there are many, many points, but... Um, Maybe you could just give us three points. Yes, three points. <laughs> First, the, the fisheries in the Mediterranean is, is very strange. It's different for the fishery of the, of the European because uh, the 80% of the fishermen are very small uh, industry, let's say family, with very small boats and they fish <coughs> in, a, in many different ways. So it's difficult to have some regulation uh, that comprehends all of them in the same way. So you have to be specific, you have to move uh, uh, directly, like uh, is the concept of regionalization. You have to work specifically on the different areas, on the different kind of fisheries. So uh, this is one uh, very important point in my uh, report. Another po- point, of course, is okay, we have to protect this, this uh, economic uh, sector, but also we have to protect the, the, the environment and the, 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 stock fi- the fishery stocks. 19, 93% of the fishery stocks in the Mediterranean are overfished. So this is the, the, the main urgency and the main uh, important point that, that we have to have in mind when, when we work on the Mediterranean. And also, uh, 
the, another important point is the collection of data. We need to have a, a better knowledge of uh, the environment and, and on the fishery stocks. So we need to collect data. And fishery is important because they can contribute a lot to collect data about fishery because, of course, they are going to fish and they know what kind of fish they are fishing, uh, how many, in what area. And so this is important to, to put together this data to have a better a picture of what is happening to our uh, environment, uh, habitats, and uh, stocks. And this is extremely interesting also because it's one of the subjects where you can see more clearly how the European action has an added value because every single member state yeah. relating to anything related to the Mediterranean, to mm. the Northern Sea, doesn't have an impact. Mm. So how can we really work in order to create this awareness for the common citizen? I remember there were some headlines in Italy some years ago about clams. People couldn't have their own pasta le vongole. Yeah. There was a big <laughs> crisis about that. It was really hard to explain yeah. how it was in their own interest so that they could have them in the future mm -hmm. that European actions had to take place. So how could we really explain this added value on the mm -hmm. European sphere to one is well in fact it's very difficult to explain to people and also usually the common people see the European uh, the European Union as some some kind of institute that uh, uh, give them some rules uh, from from the above uh, without any explain, uh, explanation uh, but the european union and particularly the european commission works a lot uh, basing their uh, decision on scientific data so they have the knowledge the competence to have a, a clear picture of what they are doing and usually specifically in the in the environmental uh, field they have very strong objective they have very strong aims and uh, many, many many times uh, the european directive the european regulament are very good very strong and they would give us the opportunity to reach the, this uh, this objective but then when we are to apply this regulation, this, this regulation in the in the specific in the, in the singular member states, uh, this is the problem. Uh, just an example: we have a very good uh, strategy for the protection of the biodiversity. Uh, the, it, it was started in 2010 and mm -hmm. it will end in 2012 in 2020. Sorry, now we are uh, in the middle. And in the first evaluation of this strategy, the six objectives of the strategy, we are not going to reach any one of these because of the member states. I mean, the, the, the strategy is very, very good, but the member states are not applying in a very concrete uh, manner. And how can you explain this to the citizens? <laughs> we are trying to do so with many events, uh, public uh, meetings, etc. But uh, I think it's something that is not... Uh, going through very often in the, the, in the media so so this is what I, we're here for yeah <laughs> i agree with you it's a, it's, a, it's a problem and getting back to the issue of member states there is also uh, concerning your own member states which is also mm. mine easily the infringements on environmental issues mm. are really 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 many mm -hmm. and uh, how could we really create an awareness also in order to change this trend mm -hmm. 
Well, it's, it's, again, it's again a problem of communication, and uh, this is a sensible matter. If you explain to the citizen that they are paying money <laughs> because of their free exactly. this this could be something that uh, very strong is, is, is a stronger argument. And uh, how can you explain the fact that these citizens are continuing to vote the same people that? Uh, in some way create the problem. I mean, this, the, the political decision and the political uh, idea of some group in the Italy conduct us to, to the infringement. And we are going to, to have another infringement uh, f about the, the, the possible creation of eight uh, new incinerators in Italy. So if we are having uh, another infringement, uh, I know it, it will be very important to explain people why we are paying. So we have two damage. We are paying money about the infringement and also we have the damage direct uh, related to the, the incinerator uh, themselves. Yeah, so how could environmental forces in Italy have an impact and what is your assessment on the environmentalists uh, association and mm. parties on the Italian field? Well, the, the situation in, at the moment in Italy is very difficult, I think, because uh, the environmentalists by themselves are, are very weak at the moment. I think they, they value, I don't know, maybe 1%, 2% of the, of, the, of the total of the votes. And uh, many of the environmental issues are, I can say, are, are, have been eaten by other parts like the five star movement for for example but not, not only this one and usually the the italian greens uh, had this uh, kind of behavior to to be like uh, something added to another big party they 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 are not going to be uh, a value by themselves they are saying okay we are working on the environment so we need to have uh, an alliance with some with someone with someone else that work on the other issues and uh, now we we add the, the environment but i think that the the european green party uh, has a uh, a better uh, can i say a better idea about this because they also talk about uh, um, welfare, uh, migrants, uh, uh, economy. So I think that this is, could be one of the solutions for the Italian list. They have to be more open to other arguments because you, do, you cannot uh, reply to uh, people, say, uh, people that, uh, who doesn't work, saying that, uh, well, my, my problem is to find a job. The, the, the reply cannot be, Okay, uh, let's. If we are going to, to have green politics, you will have your work. You have to, to have another kind of reply about economics and, and, and so, something, welfare and, and blah, blah, blah. And what about yourself? Are you going to be a member of Italian Greens? Are you part of the European Green <laughs> Party? And uh, if you could also explain to our member, member parties and people that listen to this podcast the reasons behind this uh, mm. change that you just made. Which, of course, we're very happy about. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, two or three weeks ago, I joined the European Green Party. Uh, but uh, about the Italy, uh, I, at the moment, I am studying. Uh, I, I would like, to, I would like to, to understand better the situation. And if I can, I would like to be also 
a kind of, uh, let's say, a facilitator of uh, dialogue. Uh, I proposed uh, two days ago to have a meeting in June here in Brussels with two uh, different kind of meeting. The first one is about the uh, perspective of the Greens in, the, in Europe and the other ones perspective of the Greens in Italy. <laughs> so I would like to put together people to talk uh, each other to, to find a solution, especially for, of course for uh, Italy. The reason why I change is because, uh, well, uh, I, I found many uh, things that in the Italian Five Star Movement have changed in the last three years. They have problems, big problems with internal democracy. So I try to stay with them for some time because uh, they have some battles uh, uh, like the environmental course, battle yeah. that I, I agree with, with this battle. So in, there was a, peri a period in my life when I say, okay, uh, the battles are important. Uh, I have to, to, to make a compromise with myself, uh, and, and I did for for a certain period of time. And then, uh, for many reasons, th that was not more uh, longer possible. When I decided to, to leave the IFAFTA movement, of course, for me, there was no reason to stay in the FDD group because they are the, the far right and not <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> in this kind of area of politics. And uh, with my story, with my competence, with my interest, uh, the Greens was, was the, my natural house. And so I asked them to, to, uh, to join them and they, they were happy to, <laughs> to have me on board. Very happy indeed. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. And if you agree, we can have another podcast maybe after this conference so you can tell us more about the results okay. and what is going on. Yes. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. Thank you. Thank you.